This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Behind the Rose. I'm Blake Horseman here with my buddy, Eric, as well as the country music star, Michael Ray. How you doing, man? Good, buddy. How are y'all doing? Doing good. Good to see right. you. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. I know, dude. It's been... Uh, where were we at last time I saw you? Yeah, where Yeah, where were we? Where, uh, it was... Uh, shit, was it the Rose? Was it here? Last yeah. Time I was, yeah, no, yeah. Was it Red Rocks, I think, actually? Yeah, it was Red, Red Rocks. Rocks. Yeah, Red, Red Rocks, Rocks with yeah, Old Yeah, Dominion. that's where it was. With yeah, Old yeah, we yeah. all came out. Because mm-hmm. you were supposed yeah. to play at the Rose mm-hmm. in December. And twice in December. Twice, and then, yeah. Oh, it was December. That's right, yeah. And then it got pushed to April. Yeah, and obviously right. that got shut and then down. And this COVID got shut it all down. <laughs> COVID. Yeah, how you do? How you doing over there during all quarantine and all that? Fun Dude, stuff. I am like I, I I went through the phase of like you know being oh well you know you got some time off like all right because in the beginning mm-hmm. so March my last show was in Connecticut March thirteenth oh, wow. and we were told we had a show the fourteenth and then we were told that that show got canceled. I'm watching the NFL. Mm-hmm. I'm watching MLB. I'm like, we're, we're we have to, like with this. We can't like if if these big organizations are mm-hmm. saying no, then we have we're soon. But at that time, it was like it's going to be two weeks. We'll be good. We'll be back in April. Then it was we're going to we have to take April off. Then everything mm-hmm. started getting canceled in May, and then in you know June and then July. I'm like, so April I was all right, or March I guess I was all right. Now I feel like I'm losing my mind, but. Right. We're able to work on this record, and, and which has been helpful, and being able to keep your know, mind focused on other things, and uh, yeah. and just you know come out of this. We got a single coming out soon, so uh, off the new record. So that's been good. Hell but yeah. it's been I'm, I miss being on the road, man. How have you been holding up? Y'all travel just as much as I do. I was just gonna say, honestly, we felt the same because our last gig I think was also was St. Patty's Day, did a okay. DJ gig here in Denver, and then. Same thing. I think the moment I saw the NBA and they like canceled and I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, this is going to be bad, bad news. But we, yeah, we haven't done anything. We have, I mean, we're used to traveling all the time too. And we, we had one gig in, when was that? Uh, Dallas and Dallas May? in June. June. No, it was May, yeah. I think. Was, was it, it May? I think it was yeah, June. Yeah, it was like I don't May, know. I think. They opened up for like two weeks. We, we went down there, did one gig, man, and they shut down again. <laughs> you like? We, I feel like we're just like looking for the little window back. Yes. You know, in those times, it's like, all right, we can hit. You know, go now. But obviously, it's all for the health of, of yeah, the fans I mean, and everybody yeah. and crews and stuff. But uh, you know, not not coming from a selfish place of like I'm just tired of being at the house. But yeah. just coming from a place of like when this becomes your lifestyle, because that's what it is, and like. You're seeing it now, man, with your DJing and, and touring mm-hmm. around. And, and Eric knows with all the travel side of things. And that starts becoming your life. And, like, I've been on the road of some sort since I was 17. Wow. And so after a while, you're like, I leave on Wednesdays. I come home at some point. You know what I mean? But, like, <laughs> it just beca- it, it becomes your thing. Yeah. And you don't realize until that gets taken away from you how much of a they're not only a therapy session that it is for you four nights a week to have instant instant gratification, but also like you're part of something bigger than you. You're yeah. part of music. You're part of a, a thing that gets past what words can. And you have those connections with fans which makes those live shows, big moments and memories that you carry forever, you know, but then you also realize that it is your lifestyle and that's just gone. So you just don't know what to do. You know, you're like, yeah, I just feel like a, 
a hamster in a in a damn wheel. yeah that's a good just one. running in this running in this crazy trap but and we're me and eric yeah me and eric we were talking too because like a lot of people obviously you know realize no concert going right now so but they don't realize all the sage handlers all the sound guys all those guys are out of work yeah man yeah, like they're kind of forgotten, forgotten. everybody yeah. all of those Dude. people don't have jobs right now which is Li crazy to think live about. events is the one <laughs> forgotten industry in yeah. america or across the world right now yeah man and here's what's sad about it too that a lot of people don't think to add on to the fact that like we all have we have bands we have crews yep. you know yep. you get there you got your stage hands you got your lighting guys you got your local crews that some of these festivals and fairs it's local guys yep. doing a lot of this that's boosting that local economy or if you're playing a club in this little town I, I what i like to do is if if the day isn't full if i don't have you know radio stuff or whatever my typical day is wake up go to the gym and then you know just go be a part of the town because i feel like when you can put yourself in that town it helps you connect with the fans it helps you be a part of it just helps you understand them but it also like you're helping their economy so with us not being able to tour the ripple effect of it going from us to all the way to the person sweeping yeah. the floor to the mom and pop diner that was going to make $200 that day because my band and crew was in town, you know, and more because the fans were in town. So you're yeah. drawing yeah. Out more outside fans in. So they, these, these businesses are banking on that. So the ripple effect of the fact that the live entertainment world has just completely been shut off is affecting way more than I think people are realizing. Yeah, I completely agree. It's, it is sad. Like I said, it's sad to think about all these people who, like you said, depend. They depend on it. Yeah, man. And, yeah. yeah, you get to these little towns, man. You go to some little mom and pop diner or whatever, and and that you 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 be in that town, and and they depend on on that day. They've been looking forward to, you know, the, a Michael Ray show coming to town or a yeah. Keith Urban playing the arena down the road. You know, they're they're they gear up for that stuff, mm -hmm. and and, uh, and and depend on it, man. And it, it, it breaks my heart for those guys uh everybody involved in it man there's yeah. just so many uh, in so many levels that that's interesting so i heard you just talk about how you've been like basically on the road since you were like 17 so how did mm -hmm. you because i was reading some things how did you all get started in music country music as an artist and everything my family's band uh back in before i was born uh it was my dad my grandpa my uncle my cousin a few oh. cousins and uh, they were, they were called, I give them shit all the time. They're called the country cousins. And I was like, y'all put no thought into this band name at all. You looked around the living room and went, well, this makes sense. You know, and uh, I've tried to, I was like, y'all, did y'all make any t-shirts? Cause I, I, I knew, yeah, but they were, uh, there's no smirch. Sadly, I think there's a few cassettes still around, but um, anyway, they, they were touring the, the, you know, uh, central Florida scene, that whole thing. My grandfather was in the army and when he got out, he learned how to play guitar and he had his passion for country, for music in general, but country music especially was still to this day, dude, like nobody else I've ever seen. Like it's, it, he's in, it was insane. And he wanted everybody to, to at least have it. Right. So everybody had a guitar, had a bass, had a whatever. So he made sure everybody had some sort of instrument. And then when he's him and my grandmother had my dad, and my uncle, the other cousins of that generation, he was like, I think he saw a future. I think he's like, I have a redneck partridge family in front of me. I just got to figure out how to piece this shit together and make it happen. And so, so uh, he taught, you know, he, he would teach him. My dad said that, you know, he, my grandfather, he, my grandpa was a great lead guitar player, not a singer, uh, but real good guitar player, but he had, he had a good ear. And so he would help 
like he'd help him learn harmonies and like you know put a bass in my uncle's hand and drums in my cousin Matt's hand. My dad was lead singer, so uh, when I was came up, they they had that band going on, and then when they kind of stopped, I continued playing. Man, uh, you know my parents got divorced when I was eight, and my grandfather taught me my first three chords. My dad and him would teach me, and it kind of came back. It, it, it was never not in my life. I was kind of mm-hmm. kind of born in it, but it entered my life at a right time where I feel like, you know, in those moments when you're, you're going through something that tragic of a divorce and you're a kid and you're not understanding what's going on. And, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a smooth divorce by any means. So that music just kind of can't snuck in there and yeah. uh, really, you know, saved me from probably going down a bad road maybe or, or whatever. But I started playing music with my grandpa, man. And then it got bit by the bug, started playing bars in high school and, uh, started writing songs with my buddy Jeff Hurst and we started going back and forth to Nashville and I was like yeah. ninth grade I set up my high school to where I could only have a few classes my 11th grade year and one class my senior year so I could go back and forth to Nashville <laughs> yeah. as much as I could and I was like I just need that damn diploma and getting the hell out of here so we Dude, can that's uh, awesome. we can make this wow. happen so but wow. uh but yeah man that's how it started moved to Nashville uh lived in a two-bedroom two-bath with five other guys and yep. lived in our tour van and Drove the tour van and just did did every did what everybody else does, man, and that's just try to play every place you can. So your uh your first big break, would you consider that being like Kiss You in the Morning? Would that be your first big break, or what would you uh, be? Man, uh, yeah, I mean, on a national level, yeah. yeah. But I think my I think my first big break. I think there's a few first big breaks for everybody in any career that they do. Uh, my first one was at Boots and Buckles in Lakeland, okay. Florida. Uh, I was playing, so I would go with these stupid press packs that they had at the time, where it's like, you know, you got the CD of like, God knows how bad those songs were probably at the time. And, <laughs> and then, you know, the headshot and you flip it over and it's like the 10 fun facts about Michael. And, you know, my, like the few stats that I had at the time, you know, I got, I got 800 fans on, you know, Reverb Nation, you know, or MySpace. Like, yeah. I got MySpace, man. Yeah, I'm crushing it over there. So, uh, and so I went, I would go to these places because in Nashville, David Preston at BMI was like, man, you need to, I was already playing acoustic down home. He goes, build a band and start playing a lot of these festivals, make Nashville notice you while you're coming back and forth. And I was like, all right, I didn't have anybody bounce that off of. So we did, we did that. And, uh, I would go to these places with this press pack and I'd go, Hey, I'll, pl- I'll, I'll play for free the first one first time and if y'all like it then we'll negotiate that but I, I was confident enough that we could get in so I went to Boots and Buckles and now it's funny because the guy's like one of my you know best friends he's he's a uh just a just a really really great dude and, and believed in me since that day but he like was such a he, he like kind of brushed me off he's a dick you know what I mean when I first went in and I'm oh, already yeah like, you're like it's already weird anyway you're trying to sell yourself you know you're like I like, hate that take oh. this phone you know it's the best phone you'll ever have but it's you <laughs> and you know, there's no way of coming across like yeah. not cocky about it so yeah. he he uh he he was like all right yeah and he kind of threw it aside and I was like well that didn't go well and um my he ended up calling me and he was like hey man um so I one of my buddies worked there and um, he was a bartender there. And so he told me, he's like, Hey man, you know, he's, he's legit. Here's what he's been doing in Florida and Eustis and Lake County area. And so he called me, he's like, first gig free. I said, yeah, man, he goes, you want to open for Jason Michael Carroll. And at the time, Jason Michael Carroll was, was a big name and, and selling out places. And I was yeah. like, hell yeah. And uh, they got to say like, all, you know, you never know who you're going to play in front of. And yeah. so I didn't know that in that crowd was, 
Sarah Michaels at 97.5. And I didn't know who, I knew who Sarah Michaels was, the, the radio DJ. I didn't mm-hmm. met her. And she didn't tell me who she was. She just asked if she could get a CD. And I was like, yeah. So I gave it to her. And uh, next day, my buddy called me and he's like freaking out. And he's like, bro, you're on the radio. Oh, no shit. And I was like, what? And he's like, you're on the radio. And I'm like, I don't even think that's legal. Like, I don't think they could, you know, I mean, I don't know much about that side of it yet, but I don't think they could do that. He's like, I don't give a damn what's legal or not. I'm telling you, it was Kenny Chesney, your dumbass, and Jason Alpine, like, you were on the radio. And so then come to find out, she started spinning um, a song of mine called 23rd Song at uh, Drive at Five. So if you could only imagine, that's prime time at radio. I have no record deal. I have nothing to offer except, luckily, we were on that night and you know those nights Blake were like you just you set up and you're like the crowd's right you can't do no wrong everything Mm -hmm. you're saying is on you just on and that night was one of those nights for me and the the band that I had at the time and and uh and we knew it you know when those nights click and it's it's good because you walk off confident you're like we did it you know we're Mm -hmm. leaving everybody's good and uh man next thing I knew we we sold out that same place, but as a headliner, like oh, three wow. months later. And then we started selling hard tickets at House of Blues. And, you know, that I feel like was probably my first actual big break. And, and Central Florida is always obviously my home, but has, they, they've rallied around me since day one. And, and I think they allowed me to, to learn a lot while playing and, and, and become the artist that I am. But also when the time came to get behind me on a radio side, when I had that single at radio or song at radio, or whatever yeah. it might be, uh, they helped push it, man. And so uh, I think that was probably my actual big break. My That's first. pretty cool. Yeah. I love those stories. That gives me like goosebumps. Because like, yeah, I mean, imagine if you hadn't, if she hadn't been in that room or whatever, you know? Like, oh, totally, man. Yeah, or, like, like it's bizarre. Yeah, like how many night. parts of life. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, about like you just yeah. Yeah. what if he just shot you in the face? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it I, I, wild, I, I thought about that all the time. Like, what if you would have, what if I would have walked off and, you know, my dad would have been like, hey, man, come over here. So-and-so's here. What if, mm-hmm. you know, what if, uh, what if uh, and, and to talk about one more thing about Boots and Buckles. So I was supposed to play that show for free. And John, the owner, came to me and gave me, he, he paid us that night. Oh, and so wow. it, that's, that would, and then, and he was just, he'd always believed in us, you know, from that day. And it was always kind of like Boots and Buckles was like our place, you know, and a mm-hmm. cool thing, but it was just a crazy night altogether, man. Just one of those nights that uh, definitely helped us skip a couple rungs of the ladder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little, Absolutely. Bit. Playing on the radio without a so. record deal or anything like that. That's why. Dude, yeah. Like people were like, who the hell is Michael Ray and why is he at number 60 on the chart? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're going to know story. soon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Find out soon. So would yeah. you consider like, yeah. Um, what's like your favorite show? Would it be like your belt and buckle show? Or like, what do you think if you look back at like your mm-hmm. career thus far, what would be like one of your favorite shows? Man, one, um, w- one will be my Opry debut, mm. um, April 24, 2015. And then one man. So the, the other one that probably stands out the most was um, when you get signed to a regular, very few artists come straight out of the gate. Like most are going to take a little bit. You're going to write your record. You're going to find the songs. You're going to try to go on a tour. You got to meet radio. It's a lot to go in. So some artists are, are sitting there for a couple years or a year and a half or whatever. So I've been on Warner a year and a half, I think. And uh, we're getting, we got ready for radio tour. We cut Kiss You in the Morning. This is our first single. Radio tour, for anybody listening, is 
you get in a car, you get in about three flights a day sometimes, yeah. and you go radio station to radio station, and you sit on a bar stool and their conference room or wherever, and you sell yourself and you introduce them and to your music and you play your music. And they're seeing a shit ton of artists coming through. Like yeah. you leave and there's another label coming in with the next artist. So uh, it's a very important thing. You establish your relationship with radio and in country music, country radio and country artists, songwriters, whatever, we're all one, you know, there's no two separate yeah. areas. We're all in this together. And, uh, and so I, um, they were gearing me up for radio tour and, we were going to release Kiss You in the Morning. Well, my grandfather, who is named Amos, uh, who was the, the full backbone of the family band, the whole reason any of us have any dealing with music at all whatsoever, uh, I'm doing it. I got the record deal. I got the record deal. I'm about to go out on, I'm going out on tour. I, ha I, I have a shot. I have, I know for a fact on February, what was it, February, I can't, uh, February 6th, I think, was when Kiss You in the Morning got released, or right around there. You know, I knew at that day, I, I at least had a place at bat. I had, a, I was going to swing my shot, right? Yep. And he was going to be there with me. He had a heart attack five days before that. Oh, my God. And we had to put him on. Uh, my sister got got a, got his got his heartbeat back. We had to put him on life support, and uh, we had ended up uh, losing him. Two days before, Warner has already flown down. All you know, so uh, not a lot of lot of radio guys, yeah. a lot of big names in music, a lot of big names in the business side, to this house of the blues. I have a sold out show in two days. My grandpa's oh. supposed to be at, and we just had to take him off license. Oh man! And so, um, you know, people people from Warner were were already down, but they you know came into Eustis and stuff, and they're like, hey, listen, and my radio team was calling, and uh, they they're like, hey, we don't have to do this. Yeah, you know, we can pull. And I said, man, nah, man, my 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 grandfather would would not want that. Like we got it. We got our shot. He would, he would go, what in the hell are you thinking? What are you doing? You know, well, no, your ass goes and plays that show. And so he has this Gibson three, he had this Gibson 335 that I now have, but we uh, had a light shine on it. The whole show, we put it up there. Oh, I worked up a little medley of, of some songs, old country songs that made me think of him. And that night it was electrifying, man. Oh. It was unbelievable. It was probably one of the best feeling shows I've ever had in my life. And we sold, it was sold out. And we have all these radio you know, guys there and girls there and uh, my labels there and management at times there and my booking agent. And, and it was a, it was an emotional night, dude, that like, That's I'll crazy. never forget. Cause it's like, yeah, I just lost my best friend, but then I got to honor him. And, you know, and, and, uh, in, in, in a way it was, it was, it was a, just a real special night for my whole family. I think in mm -hmm. a way it was pretty healing, you know, that. Yeah. Wow. That That's, moment. So That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, that's so cool. You had like the spotlight on the guitar the whole time and everything. Like I, whew, you chills, yeah, it was, man. That's it crazy. turned out awesome, dude. It yeah. turned, I mean, for the, for the situation, you know, it, it turned mm -hmm. out cool. So. Yeah. That's cool, man. Wow. And now, I mean, I, I get it though. Like, yeah, of course your grandpa wants you to like, sit at home, you know, of course you can play this show, you know, right, get your big yeah. shot. All your dreams yeah. are finally coming true. Like, I know. Yeah. I was like, yeah, my grandpa yeah. was a jokester. He was funny as hell too. I was like, you ain't taking this from me, man. You ain't taking this from me. Because <laughs> he would always give me shit. It would be like he, everybody, he, everybody knew him in Lake County, right? Everybody. And then he was a telephone man, but he, he worked on everybody's phone lines. Everybody loved him. His name's Amos. So he, everybody's like, oh, you're, Famous Amos's grandson, you know? And uh, so he always gave me shit. He's like, never forget, I was famous. I was the first famous person in this family. And so and so just knowing his humor in my mind when he passed, I was like, 
you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> you took your, you are still, you're still taking it, but he, uh, yeah, but he, he, man, I, you know, I wish he could have been there for that night for my Opry debut, but both nights I got to honor him. And like yeah. I said, he was such a funny, fun loving family guy that making sure his legacy lives on, especially in the day uh, we are living in now in the world that we're living in now, he was such a fun, funny guy that like, it makes you know you just want to uh, we we right. all the family kind of wants to honor him more in those ways and, and uh yeah yeah so he's that's great yeah it was and tough you, man but it was it was fun and you also got to honor him because you named you titled the second album after him yeah yeah i did yeah we were trying to figure out what to name name the record and you know i feel like every record you know we're working on album number three now and it's it's more of what i came to town to do um and which is way more country uh, mm. music but um but this, the second record, I feel like we, I started kind of growing in that, you know, you start building a little confidence and, and figuring out your sound and playing live and, and going through your things. And I thought, man, if every, if every record is a step in our journey and you're, you're, you're growing as you're making these records as an artist, then this record, people need to know why. Like they need to meet the man that is why mm. we did this whole thing. And, uh, um, I, I would like to take credit for that, but I don't know if it was Shane Tarleton at Warner or Buffy, my manager, but it was somebody else. We talked about that. And uh, they, they brought up name in the record after my grandfather. And that's uh, cool. So, yeah. so it was cool. Yeah. It was a cool way to honor him. It was really, we did Ellen and to hear Ellen say my grandpa's name was one of the coolest things. Ever. <laughs> I was like, he would have never, he would have never guessed that this shit would have happened. You know? <laughs> hey guys, real quick. I want to talk to you about care of vitamins and supplements. I've been taking these vitamins lately and I don't know about you guys, but when I go to the store, you walk down an aisle and there are different vitamins and supplements and all kinds of things. And it can be really confusing. So the cool thing about care of is that's hassle-free vitamins and supplements delivered straight to you. So your recommendations come in daily, individually wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine. You go online, you take a five-minute quiz, it asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. So for me, when I went online and did this quiz, basically it said that I don't take enough dairy, so I have to take some calcium plus vitamins. I don't get enough fruit in my diet. So I have to take some B complex vitamins. And then also it says for me, the best kind of protein would be the plant-based protein. So I would get the plant-based protein in the mail, as well as my B complex and calcium vitamins, all individually wrapped for me each day. Care of products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. Care of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind every one of their products with extensive info available on their websites and fun, informative content on their social pages. So if you want to get some care of vitamins delivered straight to you for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code BlakeH50. That's 50% off with code BlakeH50. Go get you some care of vitamins and supplements now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, now back to the pod. So I know you do like the more traditional old school country, right? And you're saying mm -hmm. that kind of this new album is kind of like that. And 
it's moving towards. Because I remember the first time I saw you actually was here in Denver at Ogden Theater. You opened up for oh, Sam. Oh wow, Hunt. dude! Yeah, yeah, man, I saw you there. That was the first and day I met Eric. That was the first night. Oh, I met. really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit! Wow, that's yeah, crazy. Dude. I was there with a mm-hmm. buddy, and I I remember you came out and you did your thing, and I was like, damn, I was like, that was good. It was like it had like gritty almost. It was like gritty mm-hmm. country, and I loved that. And I was yeah, like, this yeah. guy's gonna be big. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's fine. I remember that very well. That was a fun show. That was a fun tour, man. It was at uh, the Lipstick Graffiti Tour. Yeah, it was, it was man, that's uh, a man. fun place, venue. It's small and like intimate, and you just like, but they still rock. Like we all, we oh, dude, it was wild. That was that was wild. That was that was just a f- whole fun tour to be on. Man. It was like our all of our first times. Me and my bands. It was like really only like second real wow. tour, I guess you want to say. You know, and I didn't have. I think Kiss You in the Morning might have just came out, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it was Sam's first big tour. Yeah, you know, him and his, yeah. him and the boys got got the bus for the first time and shit. So, uh, it was it was it was a good time, man. We, we yeah. had fun. Yeah, I remember I, I took all you boys shopping. That yeah, day. yeah, he got us. We went, he got us we Colorado to, veggies. Yeah, we, <laughs> we went, got some Colorado <laughs> asparagus. We went, we, went, <laughs> we went to the Green Doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's how I met. Eric. So I'll never forget. So awesome. I, I won't yeah. say what her. I, I, oh, I we can know. say it. We can say her name. Well, she goes, "Hey, because it's obvious." Like, listen, I like I like to smoke, right? So she goes, "Hey, you got to meet Eric. He's 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 going to be your plug in Colorado." And I was like, "All right, cool." And I get there, and we go to to uh, to the to the veggie store, and uh, and and I walk in, and I'd never been in one before at that time, and uh, and I didn't know Eric either. But I was like, "Who is this dude?" Like, we just walked straight in. The guy like waves a bunch of stuff you know hooks us up like we you know gets us all set up and ready and i was like yeah this guy needs to be he's on speed dial he's on speed dial yeah he's on my top 10 if i had a myspace right now this dude makes yeah doesn't take much (laughs) that's great oh that's great because then the first time i met you was at cheyenne frontier days when i was on the bus and i spilled my fucking two drinks on your bus and i was that when you stole tacos? yeah he yes, stole, I stole your tacos <laughs> 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 we're at the we're at the bar and we go to the this bar afterwards <laughs> we're both blacked the fuck out yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, I, and blake's walking in front of me and i'm looking i'm looking at not just happen to notice he has fucking tacos <laughs> hanging out of his hanging ass pocket <laughs> i was like blake not you got even you, classy uh, about it uh, I, I was i was like i was oh, like blake you got no. a wrapper hanging out of your out of your pocket <laughs> right. i was like you, you just put your trash in there he's like oh shit and then he pulls it out and just starts chowing down on these yes. tacos oh man like, what a what? blessing that taco <laughs> yeah, was, I know, man. Time, was man. Yes. like yeah you're like wow god thank you for that man i was like i actually slid that in your pocket on the way out that's the most dangerous part of being on the road is that damn after show food especially after you go oh. shopping with eric which is so funny because i do not even partake in that in that yeah yeah. of the flower and stuff at all but it helps me when i'm shopping (laughs) it's helped a lot of people yeah yeah 
Everybody loves coming to Denver. It's funny how no one complains about going to the West Coast if we're going to Denver. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody bitches about going to Colorado. They're like, where are we going? Oh, you're going in the middle of nowhere, wherever. You're like, oh, all right, well, whatever. Yeah. Long travel day. They're like, you're going to Colorado. Everybody... It's the one time in my band group text, everybody's like placing orders. You know, like, <laughs> like I think I, I think my band would literally quit me if I didn't play Colorado once a quarter. <laughs> That's true. I, I think they got it in a contract somewhere. <laughs> you've been staying pretty busy. I've been noticing on Instagram and everything that you've you've been doing some lives here and there. You've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you did the stagecoach. We did stagecoach on Zoom for us. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the virtual stagecoach. Um, but yeah, so it seems like like what all have you been doing? Have you, I mean, obviously you're writing a new uh, album as well. Yeah, yeah, man, writing a lot, um, working on this record's been been the main focus and, and priority. Uh, and then, then you know, we started this thing back in quarantine in April, just because we were doing all these lives, and I'm like, mm-hmm. how many times can people hear us sing our own shit? <laughs> yeah. You know, eight times so a day true. for how long is this going to last? And I'm like, why? Do, I I love traditional country music i love 90s country music that's what got me in it and everybody else does too well you can't yeah. go anywhere to get that it's true. and so i was like well this will i'll create this thing called i just called it honky tonk tuesday because it made mm-hmm. it just kind of went together and uh i was like i'll be i'll start calling some of my friends that i've made throughout the years and some of my heroes that have now became friends and see if they'll just jump on it and honestly god i started it just as like i just wanted to have drinks and Play country songs. Yeah, like, play I didn't song, say, yeah, I was like, I'd take requests if I knew it, we'd play it, and then I'd bring on like Marty Raven from Shannon Doe. I've had Clint Black on and uh, uh, Steve Warner and, and Phil Vassar and just had Dina Carter on. And it's kind of grown to this thing that we've been doing it every Tuesday. And now I have a banner and an official microphone. I say, I saw have. that. So, yeah. yeah, so dude, it's, I'm coming. Uh, I'm coming on up. Next, <laughs> next move is the Tonight Show. Um, <laughs> But uh, but it's kind of it's been it's been fun, man, because it's been it's been a way to stay engaged with fans, but uh, also being able just to connect with artists that I've admired and and uh, and using my platform to help get their name out or whatever or you know to to introduce them to maybe some fans that might not know their music or might know their music but might not know the name. Um, and also, you know, if they got anything new going on. So uh, between making the record and that, man, that's been keeping me busy. I would say I, I love this moment in time right now. It's so unique, but also it's cool to see like how creative people can get in like trying to interact with the fans or yeah. trying to just work, you know, in general and stuff. So it's pretty cool. I, I saw that Honky Tonk Tuesday thing, you know, I see you do that and I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Like, it's just cool <laughs> to see like how creative people can get in this weird ass time we're living in right it, now. So it is, man. And like all the stuff that I, th- I think it's just, you, you realize how much 24 hours really is when you have all 24 <laughs> hours. Yeah. You know, like I think you get a lot of people going, well, I guess I should probably start this or you start realizing little things that, that you can connect with that that is unique to you, you know, mm-hmm. like not just playing songs just to play them after a while. That gets, I don't care who you are. Uh, yeah. But if you can keep, keep fan, keep something coming in for, for people that are, all of us are in this together, man, we're mm-hmm. all trying to figure this shit out. And, and, you know, we're blessed to not be in a situation like a lot of people are right now. And, and my heart breaks for them because I, they, it's such a, it's such a hard time for everybody. But when you, when, when things are already hard for some people or the families that might be going through an illness or, you know, or, or, a, a, a maybe a business, Absolutely. bad business deal or something. And then this hits, you know, oh. so it's, uh, it's, it's just been a, been a bad time that I think if any of us can bring something unique that 
You can literally sit with your family or your loved ones or your buddies or your girl or whatever, have drinks and listen to music and bring, you know, Dina Carter to their kitchen or whoever, or Steve Warner or uh, Clint Black, you know, and they get 45 minutes to just forget about this shit for a minute. That's what it's all about. You know, that's so cool. Um, And obviously, you know, you've had a few rough months to say the least. I mean, you've got quarantine, (laughs) man. Like, and then on top of that, you're not like you just talked about your therapy is going out on the road. You know, that, that instant gratification, everything, you don't have that now. So how have you been holding up through everything? You know, man, it's been tough. I've been going to Florida quite a bit. Um, you know, luckily leaning on a lot of family, uh, and, and just people that, uh, that I, that I know will, will, you know, shoot straight and, uh, and people that are, you know, truly, truly have always, always been there. So just kind of been doing that. And, but honestly, I really think like making this record has been, has been probably the best therapy of the whole thing is just putting a lot of stuff in songs, but also having the time to spend on a record, not just like all right, I'm home Monday and Tuesday, then we got to leave Wednesday. So let's cram this in. And, you know, my mind's too scatterbrained, man. Like I, I, I the, the, the longer time I have to focus on something, the better. And so being able to just really dive into this with, with all focus and really no other distractions, I think that's probably been the best. Yeah. That's also good. Cause I mean, we just had our last podcast. We did, we just had a buddy on and he's also going through a divorce. And I was literally like, this might be the worst possible time in human history to go through a divorce. Like you can't go yeah. out, hang with your boys. You can't go yeah. out, you know, and like, yeah, yeah. meet other women. Like you're literally <laughs> just stuck at home thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a weird time, man. But you know, dude, I think, I think you just use it to grow and, and mm-hmm. try to be better and, and, and make, you know, just realize that that stuff happens in life, and and uh, you know, I believe in God, and I believe that there's a journey that we're supposed to be on, and sometimes we don't recognize it, and sometimes it's for whatever reasons, and and uh, some things aren't meant for us to know why, you know, and you just kind of luckily, like I said, we've been making this record, and I think between that and just having good people around you and good friends and and a, and a good team around you, uh, that's been that's been the, what's been getting me through. All yeah. This. Good. Awesome. I'm glad you got people out there to lean on and everything. So thanks, cool. man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I always like to finish kind of the podcast uh, with a couple things. Um, first, what what would you give some a musician who's like trying to make it in the industry or whatever? What would some, mm-hmm. be some advice that you'd give? To show up. To mm-hmm. always show up, you know, because show up to the show ready, show up to your meeting ready, show up to your, you know, the one thing I wish I would have done better is take some shows a little more serious you know some things like you would do and i'm like ah, what is this a little acoustic mm. thing whatever you know um but looking back i i, I do wish i'd have taken put, put more effort into those uh those shows and those moments but just show up man because you never know you know like we we rehearsed for that show at boots and buckles like we were opening for the damn cmas you know like yeah. we rehearsed <laughs> every day like it was the holy grail you know but luckily we did and we showed up yeah. and just so happened that happened to be that day that changed the, the course of everything yeah, for us, you know? Absolutely. So I would just say show up and, and, and take every, every opportunity you can possibly get. And, and we, we live in a day, man, where these and this connects everybody. Yeah. So play and write and just show up. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great idea. And especially I like your, like take every show series. Cause I get it sometimes. I'm like, I go to somewhere and I'm like, 
you know, there's gonna be yeah. 50 people there. Like, yeah, you got a guy yelling, Who's Michael? I'm like, yeah, yeah. This is not good. This is not a good sign. This is not a good exactly. sign, especially when they when they put the songs on the poster. He's like, I don't know this guy. I'm like, <laughs> That's great. <crazy. laughs> oh, that's funny. And then where do you see your career going? Like, what do you want for your career moving forward? My, my number one goal is to be an Opry member one day um, and okay. have a place to, uh, to help keep the Opry going and alive whenever, you know, the Brad Paisley's and, and Vince Gills and the Loretta Lynn's and Dolly Parton's and Carrie Underwood's, of, you know, of, mm-hmm. of, of the world, you know, pass it down to this generation. We really want to be a part of that. Um, also, you know, I, I want to be playing arenas, man. That's why I take so much time on this record. I want, I want arenas. I want if if this pandemic's done anything, uh, besides be a pain in the ass and life changing, it showed me that it's it's made me miss everything so much that, and 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 I I think I kind of work better pissed off, and I've been pretty pissed. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I uh, so I think that I, I think that it's just kind of been that motivator to be like. All right. Not only do I miss it, but I got a lot of shit I got to say. And we got to get, you know, and, and, I, and now the, luckily I have a label and a management team that are believing in me to, to let me kind of take this turn and do the music that I wanted to do. When, when, when I say that, not saying that I'm not proud of what I had. Right. And the hits, it got, it got us where we're at, but um, things evolved. And, and throughout those two records, I realized, man, I love and I'm proud of them, but, something was missing for me and it was it's it, and it's this third album you know and Hell so yeah. i uh i want to uh i i want to be in arenas i want to be in arena act and i want to plant my flag in country music and and i want to be a, a country I, I love country music i want to be a country artist and and somebody that helps change it whatever or be a part of of just the family of country music yeah. and, and uh that's that's where i see it going that's awesome. I'm pumped for this third album now. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have any kind of timeline on it or are you just still kind of working through the, we, uh, we're still working on the album. Um, yeah. I just actually was going through mixes yesterday with my producer Ross and, and Buffy, my manager, and we have a single coming out in the next couple months. The first single will be awesome. out off of cool. it. So, uh, we're working on date now and just going through getting, the, getting all that stuff ready for video and everything. So I know, I know Michael, you and I have talked, so I'm gonna try to maybe try to tease something a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you, the thoughts on uh, on having Blake come out and be that support? There bro, you go. I'm Maybe in, next dude. year. Let's say we do it, bro. Dude, I'm in, it, dude. Hey, let, let I, him. I don't see any reason not to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let him, incredible, man. So let him. Funny. Let him fluff the crowd a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's my special DJ DJ Fluff. Yeah. DJ. Yeah. <laughs> team up, team up. Dude, hey, I, me, and, me and Eric talked about it, dude. I, I don't see why we wouldn't do something, man. I, yeah, I think man. that would be something really cool to do, and and I would help. Absolutely. I'd love to be on the road with you boys. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a blast. Yeah, I'm not going to be a little too much fun to me. Especially yeah, yeah, now. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It'd be wild. That's great. Um, so where can people find you, Michael, if they want to look at you, you know, on Instagram, Facebook, wherever? Yeah. Uh, everything's Michael Ray Music, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, website. Everything's Michael okay, Ray cool. Music. Uh, you know, we're going to be uh, doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff coming up, um, you know, so on, on Instagram world and uh, just kind of taking everybody through the journey. Cause one crazy part of this quarantine is how we've been having to record, you know, mm. like my single, we recorded my single from remote location, like home That's studios. Wild. Everybody was in their home studio 
They all recorded it, sent it to us. Ross, my producer, gets it ready for me to sing my vocals. He's on Zoom, like we are. And and I record, so none of us saw each other for like three of these songs. Wow. And uh, and then we recorded the last in the studio, you know, with a mask and everything. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, it's been cool, man. It's, 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 it's made me learn more about the studio than I probably would have. Oh, okay. If I've been busy on the road, you know, and been like, mm-hmm. okay, cause let's do this. I'm very hands-on, but you know, there's some of that stuff, man. They, they, yeah. I, I just, my mind, I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely, man. But, uh, but it's caused me to kind of learn a lot of that stuff. So, uh, that's, that's real fun. Can we see behind the scenes of all that? Cause that's super yeah. interesting. Never again, never happened in human history. Like, right. Yeah. Sure, you know? Never like, has yeah. this happened yeah. ever where we've like, been uh, all stuck in this situation. Yeah. So, so cool. Well, man, it was good to see you. Good to talk to you again. It's been a while. You too, so. man. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate, appreciate you guys, that. man. That, thanks Thank for your time, man. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at behind the rose podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on-site at the world-famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose.